Hello, and welcome to the Geekiest Podcast, where we sit around and talk to our friends about all things geeky, all the while giving each other geek points to determine who is the geekiest. Welcome to the Geekiest. My name is Joseph. My pronouns are he, him. Hello, I'm Kayla, and my pronouns are she, her. I'm Will, he, him. Well, it's just the three of us tonight. No guests. So we're just going to geek out a little bit. Uh, shenanigans. Shenanigans. Maybe some tomfoolery. <laughs> possibly some hijinks. Yeah, see how we feel. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, th- there have been things going on in the geek world that uh, we haven't been able to cover, maybe things just happening, so let's kind of go around the horn, as they say on sports-related shows, and yeah, see what, what that is. Where people run around. I, th- I think we should, we should start with Kayla, because she has to lead off with, with the, the awesomeness that, that she just found for us. The I win? Yes, the uh, the the you win that we I have already issued one million geek points for because it's freaking amazing. I I added an additional one so that there was no chance that we could win. <clears throat> None Please. whatsoever. Take it away. So, um, someone has gotten creative. Uh, the headline for this article that I found reads, Luke Skywalker and Emperor Palpatine face off in this fun Tesla coil force lightning show. And if I could paint this picture for you, <laughs> someone has taken a small Tesla coil and, and a piece of metal, kind of looks like a sword, not sure there, and, and, and some copper wire and has hooked an Emperor Palpatine action figure and a Luke Skywalker action figure, respectively, to each piece of equipment, and has proceeded to play the Imperial March through lightning between the action figures. And it is precious. It is absolutely... I wish we could play the sound. Could we? Uh... Could we, like, insert sound here? Um, no, but I'll say that, uh, if you are on our, if if you're on our socials, uh, you will notice a, uh, a retweet, uh, of this video from the creator, Wayne Keenan. Thank Uh, you, Wayne Keenan. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, so I am actually going to, tonight, as we're talking, I'm going to do a quote tweet, uh, retweet, tweet. Yeah, it, it it's one of those. It's like what? Just go go look it up, folks. Just it, yeah. Go to uh, <laughs> on Twitter. It's at W Keenan, spelled K E E N A N. Tell him the geekiest sent you. Yep. Uh, and I am going to also give it a hashtag of a geek point because he has definitely got himself a geek point. Yes. Yeah. For sure. He's. This is just too funny. And the actual video on his. Uh, on his site 
is a little more extensive than the one in the article I found. I'm just watching it now, and it's, uh, yeah, it is amazing. <laughs> it is exactly what we needed in our lives uh, for a giggle. Um, so yeah, my Hawk underscore Kayla Twitter, I also retweeted him. Because, um, Holy wow. crap. A tweet <laughs> from Hawk underscore yeah, that doesn't happen often. <laughs> I, I do hope that, that Mr. Keenan does listen to our episode and uh, understands Definitely. understands the gravity of Kayla actually tweeting. <laughs> yeah, that's and I think I think we can call this a night. Uh, this is a nice short yeah, podcast. We're done. Uh, we're done. <laughs> Have a good night, folks. Is, is there is there any need to go on? No, <laughs> but we're gonna anyway. What? I mean, we, we try to avoid the less than five-minute podcast, but no. Mr. Keenan has made it easy for us. Uh, yeah, just, okay, yeah, so that was, eh. <clears throat> um, that just made me so happy. <laughs> Fun with science, kids. Fun with science. Yes, this is why science is important. <laughs> What oh, else is- Mr. Keenan went three for three uh, on, on tweets from the show here today. Yay! <laughs> he got all of us. Wow. <laughs> I don't think that's ever happened. Because that is just awesome. That is just, that, 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 that just, oh, that makes my day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, he's only got like 103,000 likes on this. No, he's he's up to yeah, no, it's hundred yeah, hundred and three point eight, and it's somewhere tonight, as as you know, in in Cambridge, he's wondering why. What am I getting? These strange retweets from America. <laughs> Can we have him on the show? I want to have him on the show. Well. Uh, Mr. Keenan, if you are listening uh, and you would like to be on the show, you can reach us at thegeekiestpod at gmail.com. We'll figure out a way to manage the time difference, but uh, yeah. <laughs> you're more than welcome on the show. Yes, we would like to congratulate you and say thank you in person. <laughs> and then talk about the mad genius that you are. So, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Oh, Wonderful. What else is going on in the world of Star Wars? I think we all have Star Wars stuff tonight. I, I have something for Star Wars. Oh. I have something for Star Wars as well. Yay! So, you, you want to go first? You want me to go first? You go first. So, Asmodee, Asmodee, I'm ne- never really sure how they pronounce the name of their company. Uh, if, if you are aware, Asmodee in the uh, tabletop and especially board game world has become a juggernaut buying up everybody. And I mean, everybody. Um, so a little while back, they bought Fantasy Flight Games, which, if you might remember, uh, was the was the most recent creator of the uh, Star Wars tabletop role-playing game. They did the uh, Edge of the Empire, Age of Rebellion, Force and Destiny uh, versions where... Uh, I used some special dice and it was very narrative focused. Well, uh, last, last week, uh, Asmodee, uh, through their edge studio, uh, game development group, 
announced that they will be making a new Star Wars game. Okay. Uh, More books I have to buy. Damn it. (laughs) So heading up this new project is Sam Gregor Stewart, the former lead developer for Edge of the Empire. Uh, Now uh, he is the RPG manager for Edge Studio. Uh, It's unclear uh, whether or not... Oh, no, he made it clear or that fans should should expect something different. Uh, And here's the quote. With Edge, I'm really thrilled to have a chance to try something new. I hope we can create something fresh for our fans while at the same time creating something that is going to awaken the same passion for Star Wars and a new generation that I felt growing up. Um, Edge Studio um, is also going to be creating a uh, tabletop role-playing game based off of the Twilight Imperium uh, board game setting. and a 40-page sample that was uh, revealed uh, last week, uh, or actually two weeks ago now, for uh, Free RPG Day. Um, and that will be utilizing uh, the Genesis um, system. So not much is is out there for, for details on this. Um, and if you are a fan of Star Wars, there have been many variations of <clears throat> of the game from... The West End Games D6 Star Wars uh, to the D20 during the 3.X days with Wizards of the Coast. Um, I believe there was even like a Saga card edition, maybe, as I'm trying to remember. But yeah, Star Wars as a tabletop role-playing game has been bounced around a little bit, but uh, this should be interesting, and I'm I'm kind of intrigued. I I didn't get into the the Fantasy Flight version of the game uh will did you get a chance to look at any of that no i shouldn't say i didn't look at a chance to look i i got the quick starts that they put out um but the whole weird dice thing kind of kind of didn't did kind of turn me off to it yeah anytime you have to have special stuff right or i think like in the quick start one they they provided like a cipher for you know if you roll you know if you have use one of your regular d20s you know this means this but if i've got a listen i grew up in the 80s playing dungeons and dragons and other tsr games i know all about having to check multiple charts and boxes and things but i just i don't have the bandwidth for that anymore so yeah so we should have uh we should have a new star wars role-playing game on the horizon uh and that kind of also joins uh disney's other property marvel with coming out with a new uh a new tabletop role-playing game as well so all i want to know is can i play a wookie i would i would imagine you probably can't why not hey all right so that's my star wars news will what you got uh so if you uh if you haven't been on disney plus recently (laughs) star wars has been pretty lacking in their new content but that will all be coming to a head very, very soon. Not only Not do you interrupt. have... Oh, I just wanted to ask, did you get a chance to look at that uh, Star Star Wars Visions? Uh, not not yet. It, it's been busy. Yeah, same with us. I, I, we, it's one of those things like, ah, I want to watch this, but ah, I don't have... I don't want to know if I want to get something new right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, there's a lot coming. Um, mm. you, you've got Mandalorian coming. You've got the Book of Boba Fett coming. You've got Obi-Wan Kenobi coming. And you have Ahsoka coming. Yes. So of those 
four different series. Hayden Christians is going to be in three of them, uh, yes. theoretically. Uh, two, at least, is confirmed, but possibly three. Um, Obi-Wan Kenobi was released at Hayden Christensen was reprising his role as Darth Vader. Uh, and now, based on leaks and uh, other things that have been confirmed, uh, the Hollywood Reporter has has learned that the production on Ahsoka will begin in early 2022. But apparently Hayden Christensen is signed on to reprise his role as Anakin Skywalker and, Darth, and or Darth Vader. Uh, how that's going to work, who the hell really knows, considering that it will take place after Anakin has met his fate. Uh, but based on the logo for the new Ahsoka show, mm-hmm. which we will put in, uh, we, we will put up in social media and whatnots. If you go back to Star Wars Rebels in the final season, when Ezra goes through the portal, mm-hmm. Uh, where he can go back and save Ahsoka. That logo should appear vaguely familiar, especially the writing. <clears throat> so that's probably how they're going to bring about a Hayden Christensen uh, cameo into Ahsoka. I was uh, around the internet today uh, looking around at stuff, and I saw uh, after this news leaked, um, some fans uh, and trying to guess how they would bring uh, Anakin into the 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 show. Um, some folks started posting uh, maybe if they're doing it as say a um, flashbacks to you know her time as his Padawan, and they started floating uh, a young actress named Laura Harrier uh, to play the role of. Uh, kind of Ahsoka as you know, as you know, teenage Padawan, uh, and and I saw someone had posted like a picture of her and a picture of Ahsoka from Clone Wars, and uh, there is a definite. I, I could definitely see the you know where you could get the resemblance and and whatnot from. So, but yeah, they're bringing what was what is the name of that space? It's like the I remember how I I, I do I do not recall. <clears throat> it was like the. Here's a real question. The monolith? Oh, the monolith was, I thought that was the temple, wasn't it? But like that space where like, what was it called? It had a cool name too. Uh, Okay. Put it out there to you. Come get your geek point. Tell us what it was. Because we're having a brain fart. Blank. Um, Exactly. When you are done, I I have a little extra Star Wars stuff. You're right there. Yeah. Did you glitch out? No, I was I had, I was stopping talking because. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if you were still trying to find the name. Nope. <laughs> okay. So is that that's your Star Wars stuff? That's what I got. Okay. Uh, so um, PulseCon Day One, uh, had a bunch of Star Wars action figure release review peak stuff. Um. Right up, up up top is is a a an elder um Boba Fett looking really cool. He's got all of his weapons, he's got all of his his cloaks and, and things. Um 
This last weekend was Hasbro's PulseCon. Uh, a lot of awesome things were revealed, and we've got the highlights for Star Wars fans on day one below. We'll start by addressing the new HasLab project, which is a Black Series Rancor. Standing at 17.5 to 27 inches tall. I'm not sure what the, the range is there. Maybe there's different sizes. That's weird. Um, uh, with an arm span of 42 inches, this Rancor has 45 points of articulation and is looking for 9,000 backers at $349.99 a piece. Just let that sink in for a second. Uh, this is a huge collection that looks like it's got a good good details in the Rancor. Uh, They're only showing you um, renders of it. Uh, if you are interested, you can go to Hasbro Pulse uh, to back the project, and it is open through December 6th. Um, but the pictures look pretty cool. Uh, he's It's very well detailed. Um, he's not colored yet in the pictures. It's just the, the gray renderings. Um, but it's really cool. A lot of detail in his back that we haven't seen before. His, his lower half scales and things like that are really, really well-defined. Um, he looks like he stands well. They they have a couple pictures of like him for perspective next to like some of the ships and stuff, and of course you know eating a stormtrooper because that's what he does best. Um, next we'll talk about the new items coming to the vintage collection. Um, the vintage collection is an interesting. I, I it's they're not vintage because they're new, but it's called the vintage connection. I don't know. All figures are 3.75 inches scale. In spring 2022, fans can look forward to the Rebel Fleet Trooper Pack for $41.99, exclusive to Hasbro Pulse, which contains four figures of Rebel Troopers, uh, the Mandalorian and Grogu Pack, uh, $26.49 exclusively to Walmart, and Navarro Cantina Playset. $52.99, allowing you to really pretend to be the Mandalorian. And there are tons and tons of pictures of these guys. They look super cool. Um, the packaging is is very retro. Um, Grogu and the Mandalorian also comes with a bunch of those um, spider creatures <laughs> uh, that they fought along with an egg pod. Um, yeah, the cantina set, like the whole packaging and everything is is very throwback like it immediately reminds me of my childhood very cool um and then if i can get past all of these pictures um go check it out like the pictures are really cool da -da 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 -da. I, I got i got a theory on why they call it the uh vintage so that old people want it like us well there's that but um most of the uh most of the action figures these days are now getting bigger and oh, and these are the little ones. 3.75 was the original height of the uh, Star Wars figures. Okay, makes sense. Uh, then in summer 2022, fans can be excited for four new figures that will retail for $13.99 each from, the most, from most major retails. The list of figures includes Anakin Skywalker from The Phantom Menace, Obi-Wan Kenobi from Attack of the Clones, Mace Windu from Attack of the Clones, and, of course, Ahsoka Tano from The Clone Wars. 
So we got baby Anakin and he's got uh he's got a helmet and a lightsaber and the little training floaty ball bot zap you thing. Mm-hmm. Uh and Obi-Wan comes with of course his lightsaber and a communicator and his giant cloak. Um every time they do the cloth cloak on on uh um on the action figures on on Jedi action figures it always like the cloak is always like huge. <laughs> like, so right, but because also, it's hard to get cloth that small. Well, not only that, but if you remember in Phantom Menace, Obi Wan's cloak was like damn near a kilt. It's majestic. But <laughs> uh, Mace comes with his purple lightsaber, of course. Uh, doesn't look here like he comes with anything but his lightsaber and his cloak. But and a, these are and out of the box pictures, so who knows? And a wallet um, that says "badass motherfucker." Yeah. <laughs> No. Ahsoka looks really good. Um, she does not have a cloak. She's kind of in her her corset and boots situation uh, with with two lightsabers because you know she she goes mangosh. Um, if you're a fan of the collectible items and new black series Force FX Elite lightsaber, and this mm. time it's for Leia Organa's blade from the Rise of Skywalker. The metal hilt features designs inspired by the film and then leads into the blue blade that fans saw in the movie. This will be available in fall of 2022 for you want to guess the price? $200. Close. Well, you got to guess. Uh, I'm going to go one, 179.99. <laughs> uh, both of you are close, but a little higher than that, two sixty four ninety nine. Oofa. Yeah. <laughs> uh, comes and, with a really beautiful stand. And Ray just buried it out in the sand of uh, Tantooine. Right? Like, why did she? That made me mad. Anyway. Um, so yeah. Last place in the world. Last place in the galaxy. Anybody would think to look for it. That's a good point. <laughs> sure. Um, and when you visit Disney Parks, you'll also be able to find some new Black Series figures exclusive to, exclusive to those locations. This includes a variety of galactic creature figures like the Minoc and Porgs. There are also mm. figures for members of the First Order, like General Hux, an Adat Driver, uh, and an R5 Astromech Droid. Thirdly, there are Droid Depot figures, including K7R1, Battle Droid, and more. You'll have to see what's available and the pricing when you go to the park. So I um, think that is code for arm and leg. Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, really beautiful figures, really pretty packaging. I mean, you know, we got Disney money now. Uh, yeah, these are... These are gorgeous. The creature packages are cool. Um, it's a, a Minoc, a Salacious Crumb, yeah. and the and the blue version of Salacious Crumb, uh, Porgs, and the little cat creature that I forget its name. Uh, the droids are cool. Yeah, the droids are really cute. The little cat creature? Yeah, that little cat creature that's in... The, the loath cat. Yes, thank you. That's Geek Point for you. Uh... Only one million more to go to catch up. <laughs> it's a sizable um, mountain. <laughs> Finally. We can do it, sort of, maybe. 
Yeah, you can do it. Finally, four new Black Series figures are released in spring 2022. This includes the Mandalorian and Grogu, uh, $36.99 exclusive to Target, Cobb Xanth, $31.49, Migs Mayfield, $22.99, and Boba Fett at $22.99. Boba Fett? Boba Fett, where? Where? Target, apparently. Okay. Uh, <laughs> again, cool figures. Go look them up. Look at all the neat stuff. Uh, lots of new Star Wars figures coming out. Um, birthday's coming. No, but I said no more. I said, okay, Star Wars figures are not dust, dust collector. Star Wars figures belong on our awesome wall. So Correct. There did we, we go. Did we post our awesome wall to we posted it on my socials i don't know if we posted it on the geekiest nope. socials. but did you post it like on the twitters and the things no because twitter it's twitter <laughs> which is why it's so amazing when i actually tweet something but yeah we should put that up because y'all gotta see our cool wall um okay so that's it for star wars action figures anyway um and i will step down for a minute what y'all got I just came across a, a, an immemorial that we, we should probably touch on. Okay. Um, this is from about two weeks ago. Uh, Ruthie Thompson, an animator with the longest history at Disney, has passed away at 111 years old. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Uh, Ruthie liked to tell people that she and Mickey Mouse grew up together. And that really wasn't an exaggeration. The legendary animator spent nearly 40 years with the Walt Disney Company, working on virtually every film from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs to The Rescuers until her retirement in 1975. She was given the title of Disney legend at the turn of the millennium as the employee with the longest history with the Walt and with Walt and Roy O. She died at the age of 111, passed away peacefully in her sleep uh, in her home in Woodland Hills, California. Oh, well, our love to the family. And if you don't know about Ruthie Thompson, go look her up. There's there's some really cute videos. I'm looking at this now. There's some really cute videos of her with Whoopi Goldberg and running around the Disney campus, all sorts of stuff. If, if you're if you're interested in legendary Disney figures, that is probably another one for you to go and go and do some reading about. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, I have a, another couple of Disney things here. Uh, got some Disney Plus debut dates Ooh. that are coming up in November. Give us all the um, content. Yes. So the the notables are Alvin and the Chipmunks. Shipwrecked, uh, November 5th. Uh, We are starting to get all of the the winter specials and movies and whatnot, such as Jingle All the Way, Jingle All the Way 2, Santa Buddies. Alvin and the Chipmunks are Disney now? Alvin and the Chipmunks Shipwrecked. Wow. Warner Brothers. They're Disney now. Disney owns everything. were Were they Fox before? Uh, I believe so. Man. <laughs> uh, coming up on November 12th, uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Get ready for that one. That's going to be awesome. Uh, Can't wait. The World According to Jeff Goldblum, if you have not gone and seen season <laughs> one, 
Oh dear God! Just <laughs> see season one. It's absolutely hysterical. Oh Did we my finish God. season one? I think so. I don't know. We'll have to go back and look. But man, was that funny! Uh, also, also on the twelfth is Under the Helmet: The Legacy of Boba Fett. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, November nineteenth. This one is specifically for KK. Uh, A Muppet's Christmas: Letters to Santa. Yay! Uh, then on the 24th, the first two episodes of Hawkeye. Oh, well, it's oh. a nice late Chris, uh, a nice late birthday present for me. Yeah, something perfect to get to sit down and, you know, Thanksgiving and hey, <laughs> we're going to hang out and, hang, and do some stuff. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to this one. The Beatles Get Back Part One is a Disney Plus documentary. Yes. Uh, I'm looking forward to that because I'm, I'm a Beatles kid. Mm-hmm, uh, part one is on the 25th part two is on the 26th so and okay, then on the 27th is part three so you have three days of beatles documentary stuff to go ahead and get on with yourself that's that's a lot of that's a lot of beatles hell yeah man there's, <laughs> a, there's a lot there's a lot to that to go around good point so have you ever wanted to play a cartoon character in D D? Yes. So uh, we're going to go uh, buckle up. We're going to go in the way, way back machine. Yes. Uh, we're going to go back to April 1981. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do some math on that. That's 40 years. Of- yes. Oh. <laughs> yep. Yep. <clears throat> the publication is Dragon Magazine number uh, in these pages of the official Dungeons Dragons tome the immortal deity known as bugs bunny was finally given his due as a playable character in the game along with several other cartoon characters or rather saturday morning monsters uh keep in mind these are not fifth edition you're Mm -hmm. going back in the day think Mm -hmm. first uh so bugs bunny is a 15th level illusionist Ah! a chaotic good alignment Okay. Uh, with 125 hit points. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, an armor class of negative four. I know that makes absolutely no sense to the kids nowadays, and that's just going to be awesome. <laughs> uh, psionic ability of 300. Uh, a strength of 16, an intelligence of 18, 16 wisdom, 24 dex, a 20 con, and a 15 charisma. I think that charisma number is... Seems a yeah, little that's low. low. Mm-hmm. Bugs was all charisma. Yeah. Uh, also included, and I'm, I'm, I, I won't go over them if, unless you want me to, but we have Daffy Duck, Popeye, Rocky, and Bullwinkle. And then the next year, in Dragon number 60, we have added Donald Duck, the Tasmanian Devil, Marvin the Martian. So wow. we will put... I, I will, I will and the, go, and the uh, Jolly Green Giant. Yes. We'll definitely have you, to post those. You have I, to have am, something to fight. <laughs> I am super tempted to convert these and throw these at my players. Um, why? Why wouldn't you? You're right. I mean, they are in like, you know, fairy tale land. So, um, I do remember. Um, I, I somebody I knew had this. Um, had that that magazine because uh, I remember, and I believe. Eventually, someone did come around. I want to say it was in the second edition era, 
and stat up Mickey Mouse. I've seen Mickey Mouse statted up a couple of different ways. Yeah, this was this was this was a Dragon Magazine, uh huh, kind of in the same the same vein as I recall. Although I could be wrong as well, but I do remember I do remember seeing the Bugs Bunny and yeah the level fifteen illusionist. Brilliant. <laughs> That's very cool. I like that. I had forgotten about those completely. So for the youngins out there, go look them up. They're fun. Uh, part part of the uh, the the the, uh, the write up that we've given for Bugs Bunny is pretty funny. Translated from the Baleful Bestiary, published Derek in uh, fourteen three twenty seven AF. Though many many speculate upon the origins of this strange being, none know for certain. Some say that he is the last of a race of uh, Lepus sapiens and good riddance. Uh, while others believe him to be a native of the plain of Kirtuin, where there is no death, and objects have but two dimensions. Only Bugs Bunny knows for sure, and he won't give anybody whatever the origin of the long-eared one. His powers are might and manifold. A classing a 15th level illusionist is really only an approximation, as he does not see spells as such, but uses them as innate magical powers. The bunny makes great use of alter reality, mass suggestion, major and minor creation, confusions, suggestion, and change self. Uh-huh. Mainly into a female bunny rabbit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Looney Tunes, where we learned about classical music and cross-dressing. At the same time. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I've only got one more thing, and it's a, it's a fun. Actually, it's a, I have three different top tens this, this week. Oh, wow. Do you want to do uh, them all at once or spread them out? That, that's up to you. I think we should spread them out. This is regarding candy. Oh. Halloween candy. Halloween candy. Well, before Shall we get that, can I, can, I, can I join in on the toy bonanza that was going oh, on? Yeah. By all yeah. means. So, uh, a new, with Matt Reeves' Bat, Batman, The Batman movie coming out, there is a. Uh, a new uh, remote control car uh, Batmobile uh, from Hot Wheels. Um, and if you've seen the trailer, you know that the uh, Batmobile is more of more based on a, a muscle car and less on some sort of jet car as previous versions. Um, so the was it the the new Batman uh, RC car. Uh, is a one-tenth scale replica of the vehicle appearing in the movie. And at 20 inches long, it gave Mattel's toy designers a lot of space to include some incredible detailing. The engine alone, which uh, folks believe is based off of a Ford Triton V10, uh, is a miniature masterpiece. It uses water vapor and color-changing LEDs to create uh, the effects of rear jet blasting. Um, The... Interior is also incredibly detailed with light-up instrumentation, working steering wheel and shifter that accurately moves as the RC toy is driven around, and a six-inch tall removable Batman figure who appears to actually drive the vehicle when he's placed in the front seat, holding the steering wheel and shifter. The Hot Wheels RC The Batman Batmobile even includes a display stand inspired by the Batman's Batcave in the new film with a drive-up lift for the vehicle, glowing computer screens, and a full light and sound show that's activated by a miniature replica of the Bat Signal Spotlight. On a full charge, the RC Batmobile can hit top speeds of up to 15 miles per hour, 
and run for about 20 25 minutes before needing to return to the bad cape for a three hour recharge. Uh, it's controlled with a pistol grip style controller with a wheel used for steering. Uh, it is available through uh, for pre order through Mattel Creations. Um, and uh, the pre sale began on October 20th. Um, and uh, do, do you want to know what the price tag for said Batmobile is? $875. Not quite. Oh. KK? KK, you want to take a guess? Sorry, my, I was mic'd. I was muted. Didn't realize I was muted. Uh, I'm going to guess somewhere around $250. Uh, it is uh, $500. Jesus. Oof. Ouch. Yes. That's not nice. No. That's, that's pricey. But 15 miles per hour, that seems, seems kind of kind of scary. Um, there on the uh, image I was seeing, um, there is a video uh, of the car running and with the Batman inside of it uh, appearing to steer and drive. So I like the appearing to steer and drive part. That's that's new. Yeah. And he's removable. So that's kind of interesting as well. You're. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, okay. Th- this, this picture that you, that, that, that is on there. It, I, I'm not, I, I am not conversant with the show, but I've, I've seen the car enough in memes. Um, does it look like Batman stole the supernatural car? Yes. <clears throat> yeah. 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 He, yeah. He took the yeah. Impala. He took it look a baby. little bit like baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, baby's cooler though. Here's the question. What happens when Sam and Dean catch up with the Batman? No, no. <laughs> I don't know, but I want someone to write that. Right? That, yeah, I mean, if they can do a Scooby-Doo That's a Scooby-Doo crossover right there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you went that way and not, uh, that's, that's some sort of slash fanfic. No. No, I want the Scooby-Doo, I want the Scooby-Doo crossover. That's, yeah. Batman meets Supernatural. Totally. That has to happen. I mean... Dean would end up like trying to punch him in the face or something because he would just get annoyed with him. Like <laughs> I'd be, I'd be cool too if I. Wore <laughs> what sort of weirdo wears a? Wears what a you mask afraid of? Cape. <laughs> Come on, Dean, be nice. He's one of the good guys. Sam, the golden retriever. <laughs> oh. I still love Sam though. Sorry, yes. he's my boy. Yeah. Anywho. Anywho. <laughs> Also, uh, so that was that was one of my toy stories. I will bounce it back over to Will for his top ten candies because uh, uh, candy. Yeah, I want a candy, and then I have another toy because apparently this is you know toy review week. Okay, so do we want most popular, the best candy, or the worst candy? Ooh, Ooh. Uh, let's start with most popular. Let's get the popular. most popular. All right. So this has all been done by candystore.com. Uh, they've been delivering and distributing bulk orders of candy across the country since 2007, seven using their sales data. Since then for the time period, they determined which candy was the most popular with the winner being Reese's peanut butter cups. Okay. I'm good That's with good. that. That's good. Yeah, going down the list, we have the, this is the top 10 according to candystore.com. Number one is Reese's Cups. Number two is Skittles. Number three, yeah. M&M's. Yes. Number four, Starburst. Number mm. five, Hot Tamales. Ooh. Number six, Sour Patch Kids. Number seven, Hershey's Kisses. 
number eight, Snickers, number nine, Tootsie Pops, and number ten, Candy Corn. Okay. I'm glad any Candy com- Corn made any, it into any, com- any, any complaints? No, I think that's a pretty... I, I mean, mean... It makes sense. I, I was surprised Hot Tamales was, was... As am I, but I think that's just a South Florida thing. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I, I mean, I know Skittles are popular, but I never liked them. I like Skittles. I like mixing Skittles with M&M's. You, you are an agent of chaos. Do you know this about me? Skittles, <laughs> M&M's, and Reese's Pieces? Yes! Sir, what is wrong with you? What <laughs> is... Lots. <laughs> Lots. That's a, whole other, that's a whole other podcast. There's a reason he calls me Chaos Pixie, and he likes to stoke the flames. It's... Yes! Uh, I'm totally um, doing that tomorrow. Trying to th- try, uh, candy corn? That's I, I mean, that's solid. Well, you also have to keep in mind that this is what's being ordered, not yeah. necessarily what people like. Because I, I don't know about everybody else, but I actually enjoy candy corn. I like candy corn, too. I don't think it's as horrible as people say it is. I I like candy. I like candy corn. It seems like they like just about like everything else. Either they've changed it or or my sense of taste has changed. And it just seems waxier than it used to be. That's possible. There's been a lot of candy companies that have increased their their food grade wax content of things. Um, I used to enjoy the candy corn. Uh, I used to be one of those weirdo kids who'd like eat the white section, and then you're like, okay, so that's probably more information. No, 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 no. I did it too. You try to eat each section individually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That that's a thing. Okay, good. I'm not alone on that. We we didn't have as many video games as the kids these days. We had to entertain <laughs> ourselves somehow. <laughs> okay, so we had the 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 most popular. Um, can I jump in with a with one more uh, toy? Sure, why not? Um, well, since I have this is this has now become a series. Um, and since I have started the the new Gargoyle action figure series, uh, we have reviewed uh, The Great Goliath, of course. Uh, last week or the week before that, we talked about Timona. Um, and now, NECA has come out with Hudson. And if you don't remember who Hudson was, uh, and you know the show, Hudson was the older Scottish, always telling everybody they were being impulsive guy. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of looks like a dwarf with wings. Yes. He is, and I know I've said this about everyone so far, uh, but he is stunning. He is just the character in his face, and he's got this big old beard, and just, uh, wow. Um, I was telling the guys before the show, you know, back in the day when I was younger, it was all about Goliath. You know, Goliath was was the was the man and now or gargoyle as you will now i'm looking at hudson and i'm going you know he's my speed he's it's <laughs> definitely my type you know big guy beard a little bit of a belly kind of grouchy hey <laughs> i'm sitting right here she knows <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, uh, so 
they they don't have a lot of pictures out. It's just just the one. Um, uh, the the article says, like Goliath, his folded wings will probably come with another smaller figure. For now, what's clear is he he is including a sword and probably at least one alternate head, since every gargoyle figure announced so far has one. Um, expect to pay around thirty to thirty five dollars for the final product, which for this guy ain't bad. He's he's really gorgeous. Um, that's all the information they have on him so far. He is brand, 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 brand new, just being announced. Um, they they teased the figure, and that was it. So go check him out. Uh, I will accept Gargoyles figures for birthday gifts. Uh, because I have the original set. I have the, the original Disney set from way back, and I'd love to, like, have the original and the new one side by side. That would be so cool. Let's just be um, honest. You will accept toys of all sorts. No, see, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars, yes. Gargoyles, yes. Um, but I get picky after that. I get real, like, like I'm a, you know, I'm a DC girl. And, you know, I love my, my Batmans and my Supermans and my Wonder Womans um, and Aquaman. Screw you guys. Um, <laughs> but I get picky. Uh, but you get Star Wars and, and Gargoyles is always a safe bet. Um, also, no more stuffed animals, please. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so go check him out. And as soon as I get more, I see more pictures and stuff, because like this stuff usually pops up for me as soon as it comes out. Um, but as soon as I see more pictures, I will post them on my socials as well, because he is just a sexy beast. So, that's it. More well, top ten. Well, I was going to say, why, why don't I close out the, uh, the, the toys with the one that you uh, shared with me? Which one did I share with you? I don't even remember now. This so, is, part, of the Hasbro Pulse, part of the Hasbro Pulse event... They revealed a new wave of G.I. Joe classified action figures. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, and, and in this group that they've released, uh, there is the Croc Master uh, with his crocodiles or alligator. I, I didn't get a good look at it to determine. Well, if he's the Croc Master, wouldn't they be crocodiles? You would think is, so, but. Is that too much logic? You're applying a lot of logic to uh, a six inch <laughs> action figure. Good point. Um. I, I'm looking at the the model, and uh, that is a rounded snout. Uh, so I'm saying that is an alligator, not a crocodile. Because mm. you know, as a kid growing in Florida, we have always been told taught how to differentiate between crocodiles and alligators. Yes, they behave differently, and you have to know which way to run. Yes. Um, so Crocmaster with Fiona, uh, Spirit Iron Knife. Stuart Outback Selkirk, uh, a Python Patrol Cobra Viper, and a Python Patrol Bat. Uh, but the one, which I don't know why they left it out of the list, but the one that really caught my eye was the Master of Disguise, Zartan, leader of the Dreadnoughts. Uh, which, back in the day, I had this action figure, uh, and if you took him out in the sunlight, he would change colors. Uh, so... Apparently, uh, the new six-inch version of Zartan uh, is uh, has a, a temperature uh, will change color at uh, with with temperature. Uh, 
the packaging for it is awesome and includes multiple faces uh, to put on. Uh, is it just the face or the whole head? It looks like from the picture of the packaging, it looks like just look like faces. So uh, almost like masks to go over Zartan's actual head. Huh. Okay. Um, but yeah. So yeah, I, yeah, and uh, they are. Let me see. What was the? Uh, he will be retailing for approximately thirty six ninety nine. Okay, uh, but includes uh, the bo- the artwork in it. Also, uh, is uh, display worthy. It says display worthy custom artwork from Tom Whalen and Derek Ring. Uh, Ooh, comes with a poster. Yes. Uh, there's also a GI Joe classified. Storm Shadow, uh, for those unfamiliar, uh, that is the uh, ninja in the employ of uh, Cobra. And wow, that the 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 articulation um, and the the accessories for, which include um, a bow and arrow set, uh, where you can actually uh, you know put an arrow in in Storm Shadow's hand and have him do a have him do a draw. Oh wow! Yeah, it's uh, it's quite. Every time I see an action figure with like all of these, you know, multiple uh, points of articulation, mm-hmm. all I can think of is, wow, that's going to make for some really interesting robot chicken. <laughs> you take another geek point. You are not wrong. Uh, so yeah, there's that. Uh, the the spirit iron knife figure is gorgeous. Um, and he comes with, uh, his bald eagle, um, where is the name for spirits? Bald eagle. Freedom. That's uh, original. Yeah. Well, this is G.I. Joe. What, did, <laughs> what were you, what were you looking for there? I don't know. Does it make falcon noises like all the other bald eagles on TV? Probably. <laughs> Very tall. Yes. It probably did use the, a hawk sound. <laughs> But, That's I, mean, I wouldn't do. <laughs> I mean, but look at that figure. That is that is pretty majestic there. Um, the Crockmaster one. I, I will I will show a picture of it. Why I think Fiona is indeed an alligator and not a crocodile. <laughs> um, I figured kids wouldn't know the difference. They forgot about us. Us Florida. Um, again, all these figures are six are, are six inches tall. They have multiple. Um, Multiple points of articulation. Uh, these are definitely above and beyond. Uh, this is the, the GI Joes of my youth. Uh, the, uh, the Croc Master uh, with Fiona goes for uh, $22.99. Uh, Spirit uh, with Freedom goes for $22.99. I believe Storm Shadow is also $22.99. Uh, but yeah. So this new line is coming out. Uh, I have to, sh- I have to say, uh, the uh, Outback uh, figure uh, they went, uh, they went Silver Fox on this one. I, I don't remember Outback being uh, quite so grizzled, but uh, oh goodness, yeah, yeah, he has um, aged gracefully, shall we say? Yeah, not bad. yeah, he 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 has not he has not missed. Any workout days, <laughs> ever? Um, can can I have one of him just just for fun? I mean, 
you know, I don't really like G.I. Joe, but he's kind of cute. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, also, twenty two ninety nine, uh, and then there there are the uh, bat troopers and the python troopers. So, yeah, all this you can get these at uh, Hasbro Pulse. Also, they will be sold uh, exclusively at Target, or as some of us like to say, Target. And I'm sure if you wait long enough, you will find a uh, compilation pack where all of them are in it. Absolutely, probably, yeah. But you're going to spend like $40 more than if you would have bought them all separate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Time for some more candy talk. Candy talk. Uh, okay. Uh, we can definitely do that. Uh, so how about the best candy? Yeah. Uh, so how is this different than po- most popular? Well, it got used by a voting system. So okay. rankings from multiple websites as well as surveying over 17,000 people on their favorite candies, candystore.com, then used a point system where candy voted number one received 10 points, voted number two received nine, and so on. Collectively, the candy is also the, the best candy, is also the most okay. popular Reese's peanut butter cups. Uh, number two, M&M's. Number three, Skittles. Number four, Snickers. Number five, Sour Patch Kids. Number six, Kit Kats. Yes. Number seven, Twix. Number eight, Hershey's Bars. Number nine, Butterfingers. And number 10, a personal favorite of mine, Nerds. Mm. I like Nerds. I, I, I was a fan of Nerds. Now, which, which flavor of Nerds? Oh, it didn't matter, but uh, you had to eat the entirety of one side mm-hmm. before you can go to the other side. Yeah. Oh, is that? See, I mixed. I would open both sides. You are a monster. <laughs> can can mix? Strawberry and watermelon does not go together. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm 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 the chaotic one. <laughs> <laughs> I mix all sorts of weird shit, so Agreed. Agreed. Not gonna argue. Yeah, no, there's there's plenty. <laughs> So anything on that list surprise you? No. No, that was that was pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a pretty solid list. Maybe Sour been... Patch Kids. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan, which is funny because I really like sour and I really like gummy, but I just tend not to reach for them. But I have plenty of friends that do. Yeah, I would have thought that uh, Tootsie Rolls might have made it into that list. I like the orange Tootsie Rolls. You only get those like around Christmas. Sometimes around Halloween you can find them, but usually Christmas. But I like like try going to candystore.com. Well, there we go. Not they're they're not a sponsor. It's a cheap free plug. (laughs) But if you would like to sponsor us, we're always open. That's right. (laughs) The geekiest pod at gmail.com. So we did the best. Shall we go to the worst? Oh, yeah. You want to throw some guesses out on what is worst top 10 worst candies? Circus peanuts. I was gonna say number two. <laughs> number two. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say because because people like to be a little. I'm gonna say somehow candy corn has probably made it on that list somewhere. Number one. Oh wow! Both lists. All right. What's hmm. the rest? Uh, a couple of things that I I I, I disagree with this list. Uh, 
So you got number num number one and number two. Uh, Peanut Butter Kisses number three. Smarties number four, which I find Take the 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 little wafers and the the wrapping paper thing. No, that's that's uh. No, that's those wafers. are a little like the chalky okay chalky candy yeah, those... thing that come in a the long tube. Smarties are kind of like mini sweet tarts in the little yes. rolls. Right, right, right. That's why. Yeah, yeah. Come in like the little. The little plastic wrapper that was like twisted. Yes. Yeah. I like Smarties. I usually yeah. I always get the um I always get the Smarties variety pack when I get Halloween candy. Maybe I'm the problem. <laughs> Number five is Necco wafers. That's the one I was thinking you were talking about was the Necco wafers. No, and why are Necco wafers on this list? Those are delicious. <laughs> Number six, wax coat bottles. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> All of those little wax with a tiny bit of some kind of flavor inside, you just ended up chewing on the wax. You say that like it's a bad thing. I mean, again. The only only appropriate wax anything are the wax fangs. Yes. Those are cool. Those are cool, definitely. Uh, Number seven, Mary Jane's. I'm not familiar with. Okay, my my definition of Mary Jane is not a candy. No, no, no. No, they, they, they are a candy. They, they happen to be my mother's favorite. Uh, they are an old school candy. Oh, okay. I just looked them up. Yeah, I forgot about those. Peanut butter and molasses. Again, that right. doesn't sound bad. It's not. <laughs> Number eight, I completely disagree. This does not belong. Tootsie Rolls. Hey, uh, I completely no. disagree with that. That does not agree. That does not belong. No. Tootsie Rolls make the world go round. Because everywhere I think I see, I see a Tootsie Roll to me. Yeah. Take your geek point. Yes. <laughs> Number nine, good and plenty. Mm. Depends. I was never a fan. I was, I don't hate them. But again, they're like, yeah, whatever. And Movie number six. ten, which which deserves to be arguably top three, black licorice. Blech. That should oh, be God. number one. Yeah, black no, licorice no. should totally be number one. Listen, if I'm rearranging the top on this, uh, it's going to be black licorice, black licorice, and then circus peanuts. <laughs> Ugh. You could and do black licorice, circus peanuts, and black licorice. Yes. Well, you know what? Though we also got to put the the the. Wax Coke bottle somewhere up there because those things were just gross. They were super gross. You know what I never really liked that everybody like when we were kids at the movie theaters liked, and I never understood why they liked them so much was dots. The ice cream? No, the candy. No, the candy. They're little gummy, fruity gummy type, but they're yeah. a weird gummy. They're not. Yeah, they were just like yeah. <laughs> That's a technical term. See now, I liked I liked the red hots and uh, I, I liked the, the the tamales, but um, the were they Boston baked beans? They're oh yeah, a, those, are, those are pretty tasty. I was not a fan. I don't know if I've ever fan. had them because the name scared me. <laughs> Do people still eat gumdrops? Because I remember getting those as a kid, and I liked them. Oh man, oh, I yeah. haven't seen gumdrops in a long time. I always got my my movie theater candy of choice was the the sweet tarts in the roll. 
I don't know, like movie theater candy for me was always like it, it changed upon what age I was because you know there was like oh we're gonna get the the lemon heads because you, you you test your manhood by how many of those you can get in your mouth before your head implodes. <laughs> I used to eat lemon heads all the time and they were nothing. You put a whole then- box of those in your mouth at once. I probably could have. You're talking to the girl that ate straight lemons for fun. Yeah. Um, or see, my, mine was always I, I would go crazy. I, I'd get the sugar babies. Mm. Oh wow! Yeah, I forgot about sugar babies too. Holy cow! Did and then they the came out with butterfinger bites, and then it was oh my god, butterfinger bites. Yeah, yeah. It was I the greatest. It was the greatest thing around. <laughs> I, at a certain point. I got out of the 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 dumb like oh can I put a whole box of uh, red hots in my mouth um, that phase and uh, I, I have settled on if I'm going to enjoy a movie in a theater I would like uh, snow caps you know I, I until I met you I had I don't think I'd ever tasted a snow cap and they're not bad not my first choice but they're not bad Swedish fish my daughter's both, favorite candy both my boys. Love I Swedish fish. Never, never got into the Swedish fish. I mean, I gotta be, actually be honest. Gummy bears, love them. Any of the other gummy things, I really just never like gummy, gummy worms. worms. Yes, no, gummy I... worms are the best. And octopus, gummy octopus are good too. I used to also enjoy drinking a, a, a soda through a, a Twizzler. Oh hell yeah! Because you know, if you're gonna OD on sugar, do it right. What what about if you're drinking like Diet Coke through it? I mean, that's just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Diet Pepsi, whichever. Ow! That <laughs> was all I got. Ow. <laughs> um, I, I I didn't mind Red Vine. That's the the thicker, longer. Red vines leave awesome marks. There's a story behind that. <laughs> yeah. I, you never seen the, the, the Red Vine vlogger who was going around the internet a while ago? No. Can't say that I have. <laughs> so it's interesting because, like, you know, Red Vines are stingy, Twizzlers are thuddy, but they both leave really good marks. Okay, that's a different conversation. So wait, wait, wait. Shut up now. I would imagine that Red Vine <laughs> would be the thuddy and the Twizzler would be the stingy because Twizzlers have all the ridges on it. Yes, but they're thicker. Red vines are like the middle that came out of the Twizzlers. The one of the so ones. Like, I, okay, so then I'm thinking of something else. Was there? There was. There was one that was like thick, and it was like you got three feet of it. That was just a giant Twizzler. No, 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 no. This was red rope. Red rope. That's yeah. different. Yeah. That's that's for the advanced players. Also, but it was from Red Vine. Okay, so that I, I'm okay. It was like all a bunch of red vines twisted together. No, it wasn't, wasn't it? twisted. No? no, no, it wasn't twisted. It was a solid. I don't know the exact actual diameter of the red rope candy, but it was it was thick. Somehow we've gotten onto the topic of candy and impact play. What else you got? Did we go through the whole thing? I I got no. I got nothing. <laughs> okay. Well, I got a couple of stories. You got anything like, else over there? Uh, did I? Okay, I did the Hudson thing. How uh, the hell did we get here? I don't know, <laughs> man. Do Probably you, my fault. Do you, Do you know us? 
Yes. I'm still wondering where the hell, the hell we got here. <laughs> so we, did we, we made the left turn at Albuquerque. We did. We totally did. I think, I, I think I'm out of, of crap. Except for the critical role thing. Right. That's well, an you, us thing. Right. You want me to, to, to get through the, the, the two stories I have left? Sure. So, uh, in Deadline uh, website, magazine, whatever you want to call it these days, um, casting news from uh, Warner Brothers and DC Films' Batgirl. Uh, although not fully confirmed, sources believe that Brendan Fraser is set to join the Batgirl movie, and he will be playing the role of the supervillain Firefly. Uh, I'm not sure how be, I feel about that. He'll be joining uh, Leslie Grace, who will be playing uh, Barbara Gordon, uh, also Batgirl. I like uh, that we're going to have a Batgirl. Um, Bad Boys for Life directors Abdil El Arbi and Bilal Falah are helming it. Um, and uh, recently, they also announced that Jacob Scipio uh, will be joining the Batgirl movie. Um, also, rumors are that J.K. Simmons will be uh, back as well to play uh, Commissioner Gordon. Um, and while the plot's under wraps, uh, we're not a whole lot is known what what is going to be going on. Um, of course, Brendan Fraser uh, currently stars on HBO Max, uh, formerly uh, DC Universe, uh, as the voice of Robot Man on. Uh, Doom Patrol. Nice. Yes. So he'll be jumping over to the 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 DC extended cinematic universe, whatever it is they call their thing. Uh, Brendan Fraser, of course, uh, well known for his his starring role in the Mummy series, uh, and he's got a couple of movies that will be coming out soon, including Darren Aronofsky's next film, The Whale. Uh, he'll also be. Uh, in uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, directed by Martin Scorsese, uh, and he'll be he'll be co-starring with Scorsese's uh, current two favorite actors, Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro. Uh, and he was uh, just recently in uh, Steven Soderbergh's No Sudden Move. So it's, uh, I'm glad to see Brendan Fraser getting some more work. I'm glad to see he actually wants to work. Yes. Yes. Uh, um, the film will be HBO Max only, will not be going to the theaters, uh, which is makes it one of the first of the major DC films to do that. Uh, the uh, script is written by Christina Hodson, uh, and uh, Kristen Burr is producing. So, and, and for those who are playing along at home, yes, I know Barbara Gordon is technically the second Batgirl. The original Batgirl was Betty Kane. In 1961, and Barbara Gordon became Batgirl in 1966 for the the TV show. Make your geek point. Um, and then I'm taking I'm taking a page out of your book, Will. Some actual real science. <gasps> someone asks Go you. For it. Someone asks you how many moons does Saturn have? The a correct lot. answer is a lot. Um, the somewhat more correct answer is at least 82. Um, and and the, the 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 push push the glasses up onto your nose. Well, actually, uh, it's 150 plus or minus 30. If you're talking 
uh, objects bigger than 2.8 kilometers in diameter uh, and only counting irregular ones. Uh, this is all from new research coming out uh, that uh, from studying uh, the second biggest planet in the solar system that uh, it indeed has more moons than originally thought, as did Jupiter. Uh, Jupiter uh, were announced that uh, there are about a dozen more moons around Jupiter than we originally thought. Um, but yeah, they, the Saturn is getting all sorts of more moons, which I don't know. But this was, uh, this was based off of astronomers who worked uh, at the Canada-France-Hawaii Telescope, a 3.6-meter telescope in Hawaii. Uh, over the course of two nights, they observed two large areas in the sky on either side of Saturn to look for faint moons. Um, but they were looking for irregular ones. And uh, so apparently regular moons are the ones that orbit in the same direction that Saturn spins, called a prograde. Um, and they are generally tilted off of the, the axis of Saturn's equator by a few degrees. Um, but the regular ones are the ones that travel backwards or in the ever scary sounding retrograde. Um, and not only do they rotate opposite uh, Saturn's they revolve opposite Saturn's rotation, but they also are uh, very much um, off uh, off tilt from the equator. So, but yeah, so Saturn has more moons, which I remember. I remember as a kid, like always seemed like ridiculous the number of moons it has, and now it's just gotten more. As they get better and better cameras to attach to these uh, gigantic telescopes. Mm -hmm. We were able to see clearer and clearer at a greater distance. I have a feeling there's more there. Yeah, yeah, no, it it, it definitely the, as technology, like you said, as technology gets better, we're just, um, you know, it's just getting, we're beginning to understand more about our solar system, galaxy, and universe. So that's our real science for the night. Mm -hmm. Geek out for our favorite ringed planet. Your favorite planet. Yeah, it's not really even mine. I I was always a fan of uh always more of a fan of Neptune. Agreed. Jupiter's the easy choice. Diamonds. <laughs> exactly. And you know, if you pick Uranus, you're just a child. But there's something fun to say about it. There it there's something I you know, it's it's feels like it's the end of something. I don't I don't know. Oh goodness. Feels like we hit a wall. Did you guys run out of stuff to talk about? Yep. We we, did that. <laughs> we, 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 we talked all about Saturn and it's it's many moons, and there some are regular that go with it, and some are irregular and go opposite or retrograde. Ooh, spooky word! <laughs> Listen, if I tell you Mercury's in retrograde, everyone loses their shit. Okay? <laughs> not wrong. Well, I mean, nowadays it's it's more important, you know, whether or not the puck has bones. But yeah. <laughs> I didn't uh, check. Was, was today a Bones Day or not? Today bones was day? a Bones Day. <laughs> so beyond the beyond, I have no idea. It's okay. It's fine. It's it's a TikTok thing, and it's this sweet, very elderly pug, and and his his dad's every day, uh, try to get him up, and if he actually stands, then it's Bones Day, and if he does not stand, and he falls back over. It is no bones day. 
And on No Bones Days, we take care of ourselves and we're gentle with ourselves. And on Bones Days, we get going and get stuff done. I don't know. The internet. Okay. <laughs> oh, so, someday. K- so, KK, last week was a big important week for those of us who enjoy the D and the Ds. Yes, yes, very big, very important, very amazing week. The season three, the the campaign three, if you will, episode one, Critical Role, came out last Thursday. Um, Spoilers, if you have not watched it, uh, now is the time to stick your fingers in your ears, um, because we're going to talk about it. Just wow. You you have been warned. You have been warned. Um let's start with the set. Uh they have been teasing for a little while now that they were working on a new set and and we were not prepared. No, even even <laughs> with the day before or two days before when they released the the little the, teaser picture. Yeah, the YouTube teaser video <laughs> talking about the set. I mean you know, they, they went into some good detail to tell you, like, you know, oh, it's going to be able, you're going to be able to do backlighting and uh, similar, I guess, like, I, I got the idea of similar effects to, like, what you're seeing now uh, in the theme parks where, you know, they use light projection to, you know, change the look and feel and add texture and do all that good stuff. So I watched that behind the rides thing they had the other day on disney plus yeah yeah well i mean they actually did go to a theme park designer yes to help build this set um helmed by marisha ray they pulled out the stops yes and just holy cow like okay first thing you do is you go watch the youtube video of the teaser of the set and then you go watch the episode and just how incredibly beautiful and cool and what just absolute respect that they put into this set and into the love and care new table. Just it, there's little hidden things like they talk about it in uh, in the, the sneak peek, the lanterns take a good look at the lanterns. There's like one lantern has the Vox Machina logo in it. Like there's all of this incredible detail and the, the, the video of them, you know, Marisha showing them the set for the first time and them all walking into this set and being able to be together again uh, was just so beautiful and so heartwarming. And just, I mean, it's so cool to have them close to each other again, you know, and we get to count how many times Marisha hits somebody in the face. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so, so that just, that starts it right off. And then Matt, of course, in, you know, not even before we get to Matt, Sam, mm-hmm. in true Sam fashion, um, does the spot for the sponsor. And if you've ever, like, we've been talking a lot about the NordVPN spots lately and, like, all the supercuts of that. Mm-hmm. He went above and beyond. 
anything that he's ever done before. And of course, it was him and Ash. And it, oh my God, just really, really good stuff. Uh, really well done. He just had a lot of fun. Um, uh, also, uh, Mary Elizabeth McGlynn. That's right. That's right. It was Mary Elizabeth. It wasn't Ashley. I apologize. It was Mary Elizabeth that was part of it with him. Yes. Um, we Sponsor. all love her. Sponsor me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, just absolutely hysterical. And they all sit down on this table. And of course, Matt kicks them all back out <laughs> and, and introduces them in groups. So it starts out with Laura and Laura and, and uh, Marisha um, introducing their characters. Uh, wow. They yeah. have both committed to some pretty intense stuff. Um, seeing Laura playing a more timid character is yes. really interesting. Um, Imogen is is she's she's a she's a little bit of a Southern Belle, uh, which was very surprising. Um, and is just the sweetest thing. Like I'm already in love with her. Like n- no one can ever hurt her; or they will die. <laughs> And I think Marisha's character is the personification of that. <laughs> um, you know, Marisha went full vamp, and I'm so proud of her. Almost literally. Yeah, almost literally. I mean, she just went, y'all want to see it? I'm going to give it to you. And just creepied it up and goffed it up and just, oh, it's so cute. It's amazing. Uh, and then he brought in... Um, Allison and Sam. Yep. Allison playing a barbarian. A Earth Genasi barbarian. Yeah. Wow. I'm. I am so excited for the the crit roll stats people that are going to have to count how many times he says "fuck off." Yeah. So <laughs> I want the shirt. I want the shirt. Just says "fuck off," Allison Jaffe. But. <laughs> It's so good. It is so good. He is just, just falling right into being a brute. <laughs> so different from anything he's played before, and I absolutely yeah. love it. Um, no, no, he, he th- th- that character is worlds away from Percy, Molly, or Caduceus. Or Caduceus. Yep. <laughs> so cute. Um, I don't know what y'all. You know, I'm I'm curious to see what what our our listeners think of these different characters. There's there's been a lot, I've seen a lot of like back and forth, and some people are complaining about things, and I don't care because I love them all. Um, Sam Regal, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Sam Regal. Well, he's Sam Regal. Freshly cut grass. Fresh cut grass. Uh, Sam is playing an automaton, a, a one wheeled. Uh, unicycler cod cosplayers, this is your moment. <laughs> he is playing the most adorable, happy, positive, little bit naive automaton. I want to take bets on if he's going to pull at some point, He if he's going to pull a treasure planet. Mm. And we're going to find out that those letters stand for something else that oh. he's forgotten about. Oh, I, I, that I have no doubt. Yeah. He's, that I have no doubt. There's, there's a part of his memory, Treasure Planet, Iron Giant. There's, R2-D2. there's, yep. 
yeah, I can see it coming. And you know what? I'm okay that I can see it coming. I can, you know, and he may, Sam, Sam will, will, will zig when we expect him to zag anyway. So we can all say that he is setting it up perfectly for this. And then it doesn't happen. And it's something completely different. God's only knows. Um, but I'm excited to find out. <laughs> you know, Sam has gone from Scanlan, who hates that bear. <laughs> <laughs> to fresh cut grass that you know happy Probably day to you <laughs> um and i'm totally here for it it's it's incredibly cool uh just i i can't wait um and then in a surprising turn of events uh if you watched exandria unlimited and enjoyed the characters there Ashley and Liam come back with their characters from Alexandria Unlimited with Fern and Oren. And Robbie has joined the cast playing his character from Alexandria Unlimited. And I am so here for it. Robbie is such a cool dude. And they even said back then when they were talking about Alexandria that they have been wanting to bring Robbie into the fold for quite some time. And they couldn't get scheduling and he was doing other stuff. Um, and it looks like he's staying. He's part of the cast photo. It doesn't look like he's just a guest. He wasn't introduced as a guest. He was introduced as a cast member. And I'm all about it. It is it is so awesome. He is such a neat guy. Um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing him kind of grow with the cast. You know, because uh, if you watch Alexandria Unlimited, when he first comes into it, you can see that like he's played D&D before. Um but it's interesting how even in that, he grew so much. So it's going to be really cool to see where where this character goes. Yeah, um, I, I'm excited. I haven't seen Exandria Unlimited yet, uh, so I'm, I'm interested to see this character, these characters. Yeah, they're, they're very cool characters. Ashley, I swear, Fern is just Ashley when she's really, really high. Like... <laughs> it's just this wide-eyed tell it like it is innocent but not really oh my god she's so funny she is so funny and 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 fern has a monkey um monkey named mister if you watch exandria unlimited mister played a very important role in exandria unlimited um she's been quiet about him so far like she's acknowledged that he's there but she's been quiet about him so i don't know if he's gonna become a trinket or if he's going to end up being more of a um, a sprinkle. Mm. Um, we shall find out. Uh, so, yeah. And then the most controversial of all the characters brought in and the last character to be introduced uh, was Travis Willingham. Uh, he has decided to reprise Bertram Bell. Excuse me. Sir Bertram Bell. Sir Bertram Bell. Yes. Thank you. Uh, of the... Um, the the uh words fail help the one shot the search for grog thank you jesus where did that go in my brain that's like he'll i will carry him i need that on a shirt i need to put that down on shirt ideas um so so bertram bell was a part of the search for grog and everybody kind of really loved him then and thought he was fun uh so travis has brought him back um some people are not happy about this I, I know f- I I saw some of the discussion was because like at the search for Grog, which would technically take place before this 
uh, Sir Bertrand Bell was like level 18 and now he is like level five. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, I, I, I can see, I can understand a little bit of how it is this, how does this work? Uh-huh. It, yeah. A lot of people are, we're really looking forward to seeing new characters. Yeah. And, and the, the bringing in of these, uh, these characters that we've seen before, some people are not so happy about. But I'll tell you what, Travis is a dad now. And he understands the exhaustion that is being a dad. And and, and I think that he is channeling that. It, it's, I love it. I think it's hysterical. I think it's going to be really fun to see what he does with it. I think that he is incredibly witty and clever when he is Bertram Bell in a way that we maybe not, might not have seen before but you know i mean grog was grog yeah no grog, you know? grog, grog and, was fuck shit up vox machina right you know and and ford you know had this wonderful transformation story and and was such a cool character and had such a good heart but but bertram is is there's so much more personality there yeah and i think that it's giving travis a chance to really you know, flex those acting muscles and show people what he's really got. Yeah, because Bertrand Bell is kind of the um, Kenneth Branagh character from Harry Potter. Yes, yes. And, and, and that, that is, if, you know, if you're, not, if you're not in theater, if you're not in acting, um, you might not understand or, or have thought about this, but those kind of characters are actually much more difficult to play. It requires a lot more like, how do I put this? Like really being conscious of what you're doing and and really kind of weaving all of these threads and all of these little things and all of these nuances together to play a character like that. Whereas, you know, uh, you know, Grog was easy. Grog was was he wanted it to be something easy to play because he wasn't sure you know, where he was going with this or what the, you know, what was going to happen with this. So he wanted something fun and easy. And, and, and Grog was amazing and wonderful. And we, we learned later on as we watched Grog that Grog was more complex than just a barbarian, you know, a la, you know, ogre, ogre type thing. But he's ultimately still Grog. He's still, so this, this kind of character is really complex. And, and the jocks machina that, that Travis is, Sometimes people forget that there's a whole lot of talent wrapped up in that big, gorgeous hunk of a man. And I think this is a really, really good opportunity for him to show that. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's a, it's, an, it's an excellent way for him to get to, you know, like we were saying, that, that type of role um, is, is kind of, uh, you know, it, it lets you, you know, be both overly brave but then cravenly cowardice mm-hmm. and i my favorite part of bertram bell the voice yes that voice is so distinct like the second he opens his mouth you know who that character is yeah and, and like i remember when i'm watching the searcher grog like as soon as he opened his mouth i realized it's full of shit <laughs> Yeah, he's he is the consummate storyteller, the the exaggerator, the you know, you're never quite sure if he's telling the whole truth, you know. And and underneath and it's interesting because he's so good at like 
underneath all of that is is this layer of insecurity mm-hmm. and this layer of of this is this is a mask and he he portrays that in such subtle and beautiful ways and you can see it and you can hear it and and it kind of ebbs and flows from the bottom to the top as he plays this character and and it's just it's so deep and it's so much fun and i'm just i am excited to see more i said it back then when he was playing him when in search for gog i was like i want to see more of that character you know and i think a lot of people felt that way you know so and i mean like these guys are doing a lot give them a break guys i i <laughs> i have a theory now okay Kind of the how to explain he's level five. Okay. Sir Bertrand Bell is a Dread Pirate Roberts. It's an interesting thought. There isn't an actual Bertrand Bell, or there hasn't been like Bertrand Bell isn't is 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 you know like I say he's Dread Pirate Roberts. Like there may have been a Bertrand Bell once upon a time, but now it's just like a mantle you pick up and you get to have all the lore and all that because none of these folks have met Bertrand Bell. They didn't meet the ones that the the search for Grog met. This is true. That's this my... is very true. That would be interesting if it went that way, for sure. We'll have to see. I think that there's more to come. I think Absolutely. that we're gonna see. I think that we're gonna see some surprises. I think that we're gonna see things that we're definitely not expecting from these characters. I read somewhere, and I'm not sure if it's specifically. If, if it's actual confirmed or not, but there, someone was saying uh, that because of Mr. Um, and this new beautiful, awesome set that uh, it's possible that Matt has, uh, has sound clips from Abria being Mr. Interesting. And, and I don't know if you've seen the, the shot, the picture from behind the set, but he has got, Quite the considerable soundboard. Oh yeah. Oh for sure. I mean, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think back now on like Abria. She she gave voice and motion to Mister a bit. I don't remember her making a whole lot of monkey noises. It may not even be making noises. It may be you know the the voice of you know because uh, he doesn't speak. Right. He's, he's, but I don't know, that'll be interesting to find out. I mean, he's got, he's got lots of options. I can't wait for the first time it rains. You know, I, 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 mm, I am so excited to see that set rain. Mm-hmm. You know, they like, they very briefly showed you in, in the set, uh, in the set tease. There was a yeah. shot of Liam where in the background you could see that like the, on the video, it was, it was raining and it was like, oh. they've already shown some really cool lighting effects and stuff but i can't wait for it to rain but yeah Uh, so we have my 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 favorite response was uh mika burton uh when 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 it changed from day to night and and mika posted on twitter something to the effect of holy fuck mac you can you can make the sunset or something like that Yeah. Yes, all DMs want that kind of control. Yes, please. <laughs> you know, I need to talk about that for a second because, like, we've talked before on the show about, uh, you know, the Mercer effect and stuff like that. Now it's bullshit. Um, there are going to be people out there who 
on top of being upset that we're not getting brand new characters for everyone, um, are going to be upset about this set, are going to be upset that they have the time and the money and the wherewithal to put together this incredible set and it's going to make them feel like they're they're supposed to do the same or they're not good enough because you know they can't do the same or they can't have you know the beautiful D room guys no matter how amazing critical role gets these guys are professional actors and what they are doing is they are getting the attention of the world for this game that we love so much. But it does not mean, and they in no way, shape, or form have ever insinuated that this is what you have to do in order to play nope. D&D. In fact, Matt goes out of his way online whenever someone brings that up, you know, that, no, what works at our table doesn't might not work at your table. And, you know, this... You know, the home game that they played before getting on Geek and Sundry did not look like what you see on Critical Role now. No, and it doesn't have to. You know, D&D is about the people. D&D mm -hmm. is about sitting around, whether virtually or otherwise, with people that you care about and, and maybe new friends and making new friends and, and collaborative storytelling and, and becoming trauma bonded. and you know all of these wonderful adventures and stories that we tell together it's it's you could be you know sitting in a college dorm around a coffee table and and that would be fine yeah um you know yeah and and i guess the other hand is you know a lot was made uh a couple of weeks back when that data leak came out from uh twitch and we found out how much money they made off of viewer subscriptions that's what that money was was from viewers who subscribed to their channel um and thinking somehow that you know these guys were you know scrooge mcducking it you know every day in their big bins of money and it's like no you just got to look at what they put into that set and realize the number of artisans and crafters and equipment and all of the stuff that they go into to make that studio space in Los Angeles, which from what I understand, rent's not cheap there. Mm -mm. Um, and they put on this TV show. It's almost like, you know, we love Star Trek. Um, would you begrudge, you know, Alex Kurtzman, the millions of dollars of budget he gets from CBS Paramount to make Strange New Worlds or Discovery or Picard? They're putting on a TV show. Exact yeah, same it, thing. It takes a lot of money to do that. And they take every opportunity that they possibly can to bring in independent creators, independent artists, independent craftsmen. They they have a charity organization that is absolutely amazing uh, that Ashley Helms um, that does wonderful things. They reach out to artists all the time they're always showcasing uh crit art and all of this stuff they do everything they possibly can to give back to the community and and also bring us this incredible entertainment and when they first started they weren't getting paid to do this and if they were it was very little 
they started doing this because of the love of the game. And that is still the foundation of why they are doing this is the love of the game. You know, nobody would do this and do what they are doing if they didn't absolutely adore this game and be just the the incredible people that they are. So lighten up, enjoy the show, enjoy them. And if you don't and you can't, let it go. Leave them alone. You know, all of us that, that, that love them and care about them and love this game the way we do, we don't need to hear from y'all that want to be negative. You know, go find somebody else. Go, go find, go do something else. Go do something that makes you happy. If yeah. it's not D&D, if it's not watching Critical Role, if it's not being a part of this community, then go find something that makes you happy with our blessing and our love. But leave these guys alone and let them do what they do best. Could not said it any better. And I think that is a good note to end our night on. Yay! Do I still win? You still win. <laughs> As if there was any doubt. <laughs> so, I love you guys. Kayla. Yes. As you are the winner this week <laughs> with a million and three <laughs> points. Uh, I guess I guess. Yeah, where can people find you on the interwebs? Okay. Um, you can find me on the twits at hawk underscore Kayla. You can find me on Instagram at geekiest Kayla. You can find me on Facebook at NSFW Jade. Uh, you can find me at our shop at 4148 Davy Road. Oh, and you can find me playing Lana the Lop as a sock puppet on YouTube. Cool. At, what is the YouTube channel? Zeal Zaddy. At Zeal Zaddy on YouTube. Um, check out all of Scott's content. It's very good. It's very fun. Um, we had an absolute blast um, being sock puppet D&D characters. Don't come at me. I know I screwed up that spell. But... <laughs> <laughs> when when Scott gets the uh, the video up, I will make sure to put it, to to share that across. But right now, as of right now, I'm looking; it is not up on the Zealzaddy YouTube site yet. It will be up shortly, um, and I'm going to go poke at Scott and make sure it gets up shortly. Uh, but I did it this last week. Um, I forgot to cover it on the show, but it was it was a lot of fun. We had a really good time. Yeah, we talked about it last week, remember? Because Morgan was jealous. Last week we did. Oh, and that's the update is <laughs> Morgan was so jealous last week that he didn't get to play with me and Michael because he really wanted to play with us. And our, uh, our other player dropped out at the last minute. And Mr. Morgan Duty, who was on our show last week in a matter of hours, put together a character and a puppet that was absolutely wonderful voice personality and everything and showed up for that game with us so it did end up being me michael and morgan and it was so much fun i highly recommend you check it out um so there's that uh and then there's the shop uh, 4148 Davy Road in downtown Davy. If you are in the area, we could really, really use your help and support, guys. COVID has kicked our asses, and we are really, really struggling. And anything that anybody can do to help us out, check out our website at secondhandgoddess.net. We have stuff up there for sale. We have the t-shirt shop. 
Yes, I know they're a little expensive, but please understand that this is an on-demand company. Uh, we cannot afford to put forward pre-orders for shirts, so we're doing the best that we can to bring some fun to the world and also help support our company. Um, and there are cheap options. There are masks and phone covers and bandanas and stickers and buttons and all sorts of small things as well uh that y'all can check out um in all sorts of geeky excuse me geeky stuff uh i said i was gonna do it last week and with the puppet and everything else it got a little nuts uh but this week i am gonna be putting up a poll for the next shirt so look out for that uh on all of my socials as well to see what shirt we're gonna do next um and of course you can always find me playing jade on not safe for wizards um and i hosted the last out of character so check that out as well yep i'm gonna start needing notes for all this crap soon hey will yes (laughs) where can our wonderful listeners find you on the internet i find me on instagram and twitter at geekiest will joseph yes sir tell them where to find you well if you go on to twitter you can find me at demorgus that's d-e-m-o-r G-U-S. Uh, if you would like to follow this podcast across all the social medias, you just need to go to the Geekiest Pod on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, and you'll find us there. Uh, if you're sitting there going, you know what? I need some geeky merchandise in my life. Well, then you need to go to shop.spreadshirt.com slash thegeekiestpod and uh, pick, yourself, pick yourself up some merch. You can get uh, the five-headed logo merch, and you can get the hashtag GeekPoint merch. So. There is that. More stuff should be coming. Uh, just gotta find time in the day to do that. Um, you can find me as the DM of the Not Safe for Wizards 5th Edition Actual Play Podcast. Uh, last week, I was one of the guests on the Out of Character. This week, tomorrow, if you're listening to it on the day this comes out, tomorrow we're running a special bonus episode where our very own Diana Morgan Carter will be running us through a one shot that they have put together called a night at the theater. I'm so excited. Uh, and uh, the, the crew for that will be myself. I get to play. Yay! Uh, Kayla, Gary, and, and returning back to, to playing again, Mark. So, <gasps> yeah. So you definitely uh, should tune in for that. And uh, tune in for, for the next week. Then we'll do an out of character covering last week's episode. And uh, so, yeah, we've got uh, and we're going to be doing a rotating hosting on out of character now. So uh, I think I don't know if we fully finalized the, the, the rotational order, but uh, Kayla, Gary and uh, D will be doing the hosting duties. So that way we can get a little more. A little more spread out, allow people to be guests who don't normally get to be guests. So, uh, I think that's about for me. Um, like COVID, right? We really need to get this thing under control. So, get vaccinated. Just do it. Um, if you are eligible for the booster, go get the booster. Um, continue to social distancing. Wear a mask. That's what the CDC is saying. Uh, wash your hands. Don't be a dick. Um, you know, the the quicker we get this done, the quicker we can get back to normalcy and, you know, feeling comfortable going to cons or going, feeling comfortable going to the movies and feeling comfortable just being human again. Mm-hmm. 
going to the grocery store. Yeah. Right? Jeez. Um, as always, this podcast believes that Black Lives Matter, trans rights are human rights, love is love. We thank you for listening this week. We look forward to talking to you next week. And make sure to leave the world a better place than you found it. Bye. Before we get out of here, I just wanted to uh, cover the, our most recent two guests and their Kickstarters just to give everybody an update. Um, so Grant Lankard was on a while back. Uh, we covered his memoirs of the Morbid Kickstarter project. Uh, when this comes out, uh, there will be about two days left on the campaign. Uh, he is currently at $3,328 uh, $3, uh, $3, uh, out of a $4,000 goal. So if you've got a chance, take a, take a visit over to Kickstarter, throw some money behind this uh, so that this can get out to people. Um, Grant's a really strong independent artist, uh, creator, and we'd love to make sure that this uh, this project keeps moving forward. So uh, second, we had uh, Jason Lennox on not too long ago um, with his The Satanic Coloring Books, Volumes 1 and 2. Uh, Jason's project uh, with his many guests uh, has reached $13,271. Uh, that's topping that pledged goal they had at $2,500. Um, when this airs, there'll be about eight days left in it. Um, at the current rate, that means that he has hit, uh, they've hit the first stretch goal they had set for 10,000. So they'll be adding several pages to the uh, animals book. So that's, uh, that's good news. So again, if you got the chance, you're able to go over and uh, go over and add actually, uh, just looking through the site, uh, they have hit stretch goal number two. Uh, so Jason will be adding uh, frog and snake illustrations to the animals book, uh, as well as adding wolf and pig uh, for hitting the 10,000. Uh, let's see where he's uh, any updates on. Um, see if there's any news on more stretch goals. Let's see. No, no, no news of, of any more stretch goals, but uh, as there's some more time on this, we will let you know what else is going on. So just wanted to get in there with our Kickstarter recap so uh, you know where things stand. So like I said, you got a, a day or two left on grants, uh, memoirs of the morbid, uh, and you've got about a week or so on Jason Lennox's The Satanic Coloring Books, Volume 1 and 2. So with that, good night. Hey there, listener. Before we get out of here, just want to uh, ask you to do us a little favor. Um, two little favors. One, if you go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review there. Five stars would be great, but hey, we're leaving that up to you. And second would be share the podcast with your friends, family, coworkers, whoever you think would enjoy a deep dive into geek culture. Uh, that would definitely help us. Thanks for listening. The preceding program was brought to you by Armored Bear Productions.